Hey everybody, good morning. Uh, it's morning, my time, whenever you're listening to this. Good afternoon, or good evening, <laughs> or good night. <laughs> um, so this topic, I've been watching this guy, Tim Fletcher, on YouTube. And he does a complex trauma series, and it's been really incredible, just eye-opening. But one of the topics hit me like a ton of bricks, and I just started thinking, this is why that's so important. Like, it finally clicked. It's taken years for it to click, but it did finally click. So progress over perfection, right? So, I, you know, we, we probably all of us have heard the term or heard someone say, you need to heal before you, you move on in another relationship. You need to heal from, from that relationship. And to an extent, I understood it, but I always felt like, well, if I found the right person, then they could help me heal. And that was me trying to, number one, control things um, as far as, you know, my healing process. Because no person can heal me, only God can. And number two, it was me putting the power of God into another human being's hands. Which, again, goes back to control. So, <clears throat> Tim Fletcher was talking about shame. And that an abuser can see when you carry shame. And, you know, a lot of the times I think that we don't recognize shame because we think we're healed or we think we've dealt with it. But there is oftentimes shame that goes back so far and is buried so deep that we don't see it, but it makes us incredibly easy prey for those predators that are out there. And the other part to this and something that I've been studying a lot lately is like the sport, spiritual warfare. Um, the devil knows when that shame is buried really deep. He can spot it. And so he's going to send someone that's going to come in and expose that shame or use that shame for their for the benefit of evil and to break you down. So I realized that I do have quite a bit of shame buried really deep down. And it comes from my childhood, which most of our shame does go back that far. And it's not necessarily anything that I did, but just feeling like I was never going to be enough. Um, that I was never loved. Feeling like I was never loved. Um, feeling like if I wasn't perfect, then I wasn't going to get the love of of my parents or the acceptability of my, my parents. And so I have really deep-rooted shame that I didn't really recognize. But I guess the lesson that I've, that I've seen here and that I've been seeing recently is that if you're carrying wounds or hurt from any past relationships, it could be friendships, it could be familial, it could be... Um, romantic relationships, if you're carrying that and you try and go into another relationship, don't forget that the devil is there trying to infiltrate too. And so he's going to send someone that digs at those deep wounds and basically just keeps them open and uses them to break you down. So if you move on too quickly and you haven't healed those wounds, 
you're going to attract the same type of person, maybe just in another shell. And that's what I found I've done myself. So this may not be true for everybody, but from in my experience, I have. I've continued to attract the same type of person as one of my parents. And I couldn't figure out why. Like, why can't I get away from this behavior? Why can't I get away from this type of person? I try so hard not to be like them. I've done everything that I could think of to be opposite. And yet this is who I attract. This is who I'm attracted to. And it is because of familiarity. It feels familiar. So it feels comforting as, as bad as it is to feel comforted by chaos and dysfunction. That's what I was familiar with. And so that is what I was attracted to. Now their lives didn't have to be complete chaos on the outside, but I was attracted to the chaos on the inside of them without even knowing. And that was a hard pill to swallow because, you know, the problem doesn't lie with everyone else. The problem was lying within me. I was the reason I was attracting that, not anybody else, me. And I had to own that. I did not recover or heal after my divorce, after my next relationship after that. And then I got into an extremely abusive relationship, which darn near broke me. And I did not heal long enough from that. I tried. I waited a year. I thought I was doing so good. And I was so proud of myself (laughs) for waiting a year. Uh, But the wounds from that relationship were extremely deep. And so I didn't, I didn't heal, you know, in the, in the end, I did not heal. I didn't take the time to heal and track down all of those wounds that were very deep rooted so that way I could heal properly and not attract the type of person that was going to use those wounds for their gain or for the devil's gain. I just didn't. And I realize that now um, and what what that ended up doing because I didn't take the time to wait. Um, I won't say wait because waiting could be forever if you're still healing, but I didn't take the time to fully heal from all of that. So I ended up attracting not one, but two of the same type of person um, that I was trying to get away from yet again, another one, like every single person that I've dated for the most part has had these characteristics of dysfunction and abuse in some way, you know, whether it be abusive behavior, mentally, verbally, physically, or neglectful and abandoning. Like those are all wounds and all things that, that abusers do. And I was still attracting it, just constantly attracting it. So I had to realize that my deep rooted shame and my deep rooted wounds that I was covering up or not facing, not wanting to face, not wanting to accept, those are the things that were leading me to attract an abusive person in one way or another over and over and over again. 
So I tell you all that to tell you this. Take time to heal. You don't want to be wasting your time and wasting your days and wasting your years investing in someone who is just going to walk away or who is just using you. So if you take the time to heal and face the hard stuff, that's the kicker. There are going to be some things that you don't want to accept and that you don't want to look at. But until you look at those, you're not going to be ready. You're not going to be ready and love yourself enough. That's what I mean by being ready. You have to know your value and that you're valuable. You cannot just go on and move on to the next one and put your your faith in that person to heal you. God is the only one that can heal you. And if you're not surrendering those wounds to him and letting him open them really wide, it's like you think of a, and this is a, kind of a gross analogy, but I think of like a wound with gangrene, right? Or, or, you know, there's a deep infection. Well, they've got to open that wound up, the doctors do, and they have to clean out all the yucky stuff and all the dead stuff. And then they work on closing the wound and healing it. That's what God does. He's our doctor. He's our physician. And so he comes in and he, he, cleans out the ugly and the dead in those wounds and then he works on healing them to turn them into beautiful scars so that way you can say look what I survived and you can encourage others you know in Corinthians it talks about that I I believe it's Corinthians I might be misspeaking but it talks about you know we can we heal others we help we help encourage others through the pain that we've gone through and that's what we're called to do and God heals those wounds for us so we can have the scars to prove what we lived through and to help others live through it and survive and thrive through it as well. So I encourage you today to surrender all of your wounds and face the deep-rooted wounds, the painful stuff. Face it and lean into God and let him heal you so you can move on and have a prosperous relationship. And you can move on and Move forward and learn to love yourself. And then you teach your kids that. And that's what's been so valuable for me. And that has been the the driving force for me is that I'm teaching my son. If I'm getting into an abusive relationship, and like I said, there's more than one way to abuse a person. There's one, you know, there's more than one way to abuse a child. There's more than one way to be abused. And so if I'm in an abusive relationship, I am teaching my son that it's okay to accept less than. It's okay to settle. And it's never okay to settle. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to stand alone, um, even though you would constantly be standing with God. But, you know, instead of picturing yourself as being single, picture yourself as just being a standalone person. You're there with God. You're standing with God. You don't need another person to stand with you. I hope this helped somebody. Um, I know that I can get kind of scatterbrained and I go off on tyrants sometimes because it just like some of this stuff just hits so hard and there's so much to be said and I don't want to keep these going too long. So um, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, please uh, subscribe to my podcast so that way we can... um, 
have it be seen and heard more and also share it with a friend. You guys have a good one. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot my infamous line. Don't forget you are beautiful, wonderful, and perfect just the way you are and don't let anybody tell you any different.